Good morning, folks. Doug Godfrey here with another version of Married with Grandchildren up here in northeastern Pennsylvania on a dismal day, uh, raining in the low 50s. At least it's not that cold. A couple of things. Uh, First, I wanted to pay homage to the great Elgin Baylor. Uh, Rest in peace. Elgin Baylor, uh, to me, was... Uh, probably the precursor to Julius Irving, um, played in and around the Connie Hawkins era, who most people never saw in his prime. Uh, But Elgin Baylor, his numbers alone at 27 points and 13.5 rebounds have not been duplicated by any player in what I refer to as sort of the new modern era, the post uh, bird and magic error. Um, to to be fair, um, I didn't even see Elgin Baylor in his real prime. He's 23 years older than me when he passed away. So when I started watching basketball, maybe when I was eight or nine, uh, maybe seven, uh, Baylor was already 30, and some of his uh, some of his best years were already um, already gone. I think um, one of the reasons I think that Elgin Baylor is under is uh, um, overlooked by many as one of the greatest players of all time is that he didn't win big. Um, a lot of the players that we think of as all-time greats won big. There are some who I'll list in a few minutes who did not. Uh, but uh, Baylor was surely great. Uh, he had years that were sort of frightening when you think about it. He averaged 34.8 and 19.8 as a non-center. Um, and other than the Wilt uh, Ruthian uh, statistical year of 50 points and 30 rebounds, I'm not sure there's been a better year uh, by any other player uh, along the way. But uh, with that, I thought I'd do a quick rundown of um, – a question that gets asked of me by even non-basketball fans frequently, and that is my all-time top 10 greats, and I threw out the centers, which is done by many. I think the three centers who fit in the top 15, I'm not even going to put them in order because people get into heated arguments about this, are Russell, Chamberlain, and uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, um, as far as top 10 players, in no particular order, um, LeBron, Jordan, Magic, Bird, Kobe, Oscar Robertson, and Jerry West, neither of whom won big. Uh, I, be- I believe they both... I believe they both um, uh, won one title... Elgin Baylor, Tim Duncan, who's an all-time winner. His career numbers are only 19 and 10 boards, but he won five titles and at one time was uh, presumed to be the preeminent power forward uh, in the game, unless you want to overlap with Carl Malone. And then either Steph Curry or Durant. You can flip-flop those guys. Um, Durant at 6'11 is a more unique talent with incredible range. Um, when he had some spring in his step, he could get to the rim and dunk on you. Curry, quite clearly, and I don't think anybody would argue, is the greatest shooter of all time. Um, but again, um, 
big shout out to Elgin Baylor, who um, has been out of the game for so long that I think a lot of people forget how great he really was. Um, and uh, as we move on to the NCAA tournament, I'm not so sure how many times we've had four double-digit seeds uh, in the Sweet 16. I'm sure it's happened. Uh, but with seeds as low as 12 and 15 with Oregon State and Oral Roberts, both of whom had just very average years in their own conferences. But you've got Oregon State, Loyola. I think Loyola's on one of these little magic carpet rides. They're probably getting a little bit of help from above since their most loyal fan um, is uh, the 101-year-old sister, Jean. And um, she roots them on with uh, uh, tons of vigor, as you've seen on TV. You've got Baylor and Villanova. I think this game is more of a toss-up than I originally thought. I thought Nova would struggle maybe in the tournament without Gillespie. Uh, their do-everything point guard. Baylor's loaded up and down with athletes. Um, they might have a little too much firepower for Villanova, but Jay Wright's been here before. He know how, knows how to get it done. I could see Nova winning this game. Um and uh, But I would have to pick uh, back to the wall. I'd have to pick the Baylor Bears. Uh, Oral Roberts in Arkansas. I think Oral Roberts runs out of their, their little magic uh, carpet ride fuel here. And I think the Razorbacks are too fast, too much talent, too big for Oral Roberts. And Oral Rob- Roberts goes down here by double digits, I believe. An interesting game, though, Syracuse. Led by Buddy Bayheim's long-distance uh, radar love is uh, kind of rolling along here. Um, they uh, they won a couple games. I didn't see them going far at all. They're they're an 11 seed. Uh, Houston barely squeaked by Rutgers, and in fact, if Rutgers had managed the end of that game better, I believe they would have won that game. I could see Syracuse winning this game and advancing as an 11. I didn't. I wasn't that impressed by Houston struggling to score in the low 60s against Rutgers. Um, moving on to this, the Sunday matchups, Creighton and Gonzaga, very similar teams. Creighton would almost be Gonzaga light, if you would. Um, they uh, they struggled in the Big East tournament, getting thrashed by Georgetown. Uh, Gonzaga, I thought all year is much the best. I see them winning here and moving forward. Michigan and Florida State, much more toss-up than I would have originally thought. Michigan missing a key player. Uh, Florida State with uh, tons of tons of, uh, of, uh, of of talent on that team. But I think Juwan Howard, Phil Martelli, and company get it done here, and they move on. I think they win a very close game against Florida State and advance. I see the Wolverines. Uh, I have the Wolverines getting to the Final Four. I also think UCLA might run out of magic here as an 11 seed. Um, they have had a really nice run um, under uh, Mickey Cronin. Uh, but I think Alabama, who played in a relatively tough SEC this year, might have a little too much firepower for the Bruins. And I see the Crimson Tide advancing here. I like USC over Oregon. Oregon got a walkover in the first game uh, due to the COVID issues of VCU. 
uh, and got a free pass to the second round where they won pretty easily over what I thought was a pretty decent Iowa team. Iowa couldn't stop, a, you know, uh, couldn't stop anybody. I don't, you know, they they uh, they gave up 56 points in the first half and were clearly overmatched um, athletically. Garza had a great game with 36 points, but uh, the Hawkeyes were no match for the Ducks there. Um, the Trojans thrashed Kansas. I am down on on uh, Bill Self and the and the uh, Jayhawks. Uh, they've burned me in multiple years in the pools. And that was a non-competitive effort. USC has tons of talent. Somehow they didn't win the Pac-12 tournament, which was not a strong conference this year. But I see the Trojans advancing here and moving on to the Elite Eight. So there you have it. There you have my picks um, uh, with the NCAA tournament. If I were you guys, I'd stay away from the betting windows because I haven't been right yet. Uh, out of the first 48 games that were played, I had a I, I'm, I'm tied for 15th in, in my pool, and there's only 24 players uh, essentially in front of me. I'm tied with a bunch of people at 15 with 30 wins out of the first 48 games played, which is just an absurdity. Um, Moving on to baseball, we open up on April 1st, it looks like. Uh, both your local teams for most of uh, my great fan base here uh, with the Mets and the Yankees. Both teams should be very competitive this year. The Yankees are almost always the, close to the chalk in their division. I think the Mets are much improved uh, this year. They have a really, really solid lineup up and down now. If they can get some good starting pitching, um, I don't know that they're going to beat the Braves in a division, but they could get a wild card, which would be which would be nice as a, as a uh, as a diehard wandering Met fan here. Um, it's been a long and winding road, as they say. Uh, but um, a friend, shout out to a friend of mine who uh, picked up on this uh, and and mentioned to me uh, with. Um, um, uh, Akura, Tatis, and oh, who am I missing here? Uh, oh, oh, Soto of Washington. I'm not sure we've had a grouping of better 23-year-old players. He had mentioned you almost got to go all the way back to the Tris Speaker era to find guys that were the same age that were this good and this promising going forward. Um, uh, Mike Klein is a dear friend of mine. He pointed this out to me. I refer to him as a baseball savant, and uh, he truly is. Uh, uh, and my, my sounding board for all of my Hall of Fame uh, discussions and uh, ranking of players, we discussed this quite a bit. Uh, really enjoy it. And I hope you all enjoy the tournament coming up on the weekend. Maybe I'll get back to you before then. Um, not too much uh, funny going on here, except uh, uh, the results of my pool, which I still I can't get away from. It's 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 mind boggling. So I hope you all have a great day. Be well. Good afternoon, folks. It's Doug Godfrey here with another episode of Married with Grandchildren. Uh, first of all, I'd like to uh, big uh, give a big shout out to my son Daniel, 
whose birthday is today, and my grandson, Brian, who's eight today. Uh, both were born on the same day. As uh, last week, uh, we, uh, the week before, I should say, the week before last on St. Patrick's Day, my daughter Erin was born and my grandson Jack. So to put things in uh, perspective there, Jack is Daniel's son, who was born today, uh, Daniel was, and Brian, uh, little Brian, uh, is Aaron's son, and uh, she was born on St. Patrick's Day. So uh, if that's confusing enough, what do you hear some of this other stuff I'm going to go through right now? Um, first of all, uh, I, I think it's great that the Knicks are 23 and 22. For those of you who are Nick fans, uh, clearly Thibodeau has them moving in the right direction. They play hard most nights. Um, and they're pretty competitive. But before we get too carried away with ourselves, I did a little uh, look inside the numbers. In their last 10 games, five of the games that they've won, they, they're five and five, five of their games that they've won have been against teams with a combined 56 games below 500. I didn't even know that was possible halfway through the season. But they got the wonderful Washington Wizards twice, Oklahoma City, uh, the Detroit Pistons, and oh, it's somebody else in there that I clearly missed. Uh, but, uh, oh, the Orlando Magic, another stellar unit. So before we get too carried away, I think it, it would be good to look at the Knicks uh, record in its entirety and see who they've beaten and who they've lost to. Um, but they do play harder. They do play better. Uh, R.J. Barrett is, I would love to be wrong on him. Uh, he's been shooting the ball better last two games notwithstanding. Uh, but he's been getting close to 20 or 20 or more most nights uh, with more than a handful of rebounds. So, And Randall's developed in, uh, into his own uh, night-in, night-out, high-scoring and rebounding presence. So... They, they do have a couple of guys that, that could work uh, for the future. They're still missing a few pieces. On to another matter. Um, I, I'm wondering what uh, the agent and attorneys for Deshaun Watson are thinking. I just, it looks like another route for them may have dried up as the Miami Dolphins were all over the trading uh, block today. Uh, they traded away their three for a bunch of stuff. Then they traded that back to move back into the top 10. Um, I thought that they were going to go hard after Deshaun Watson and move Tua, who's tradable at this point in his career, uh, to, to somebody or and put together a package that way. But right now, I would think that Deshaun Watson is hands-off goods for just about anybody. Uh, the amount of people that have come forward now, the case is now number 14. And clearly he's innocent until proven guilty. But when there's this much smoke, there's got to be at least a little bit of kindling and fire. So, you know, I, everybody thought that Deshaun Watson was a great story. Uh, you know, a kid makes good, uh, builds himself into a phenomenal player. He is a phenomenal talent. That doesn't change. Uh, wants his way out of Houston, and I'm not sure that Houston doesn't have something to do with this. 
as far as uh, uh, possibly getting the story out there more than it certainly was. It's it's not a completely recent story, uh, but I'm sure I'm not sure the market looks so great for him uh, anymore. Uh, we have the NCAA tournament coming up this weekend. I gave you uh, some some of my thoughts and insights on on that. I wouldn't take uh, too much of that to heart. I've been wrong almost every step of the way in the tournament so far. Um, and uh, next week we have, uh, next Thursday, we have uh, opening day in baseball. Sure, a lot of people are excited about that. Uh, that's something to fill up your day if you have nothing to do. Baseball still takes now well over two hours and 30 minutes uh, with games, if, especially the Yankees. I'm not picking on the Yankees here, Yankee fans, but... They, they play the equivalent of what I call Notre Dame college football games. They play the longest games of anybody in the league, I think. Um, so you can fill up some time watching your, uh, your favorite pinstripe uh, players uh, starting next week. I think the Mets are vastly improved. I think Lindor is just a spectacular ad. I hope they don't screw around with this too long and sign him as quickly as possible. Um, so again, I hope you all have a great weekend. Uh, just wanted to give you another note. You know, what's great about, uh, having no hair. It's windy as shit up here today and nothing is blowing around on my head. And I think I've used one bottle of cheap shampoo in the past 15 months. So there's a benefit to everything. If you look deep enough, I hope you're all well. Talk to you soon.